You could do We are family. That's in the movie a lot. I got, I got all the things in a wreath. I got all I've the- got all the things in a wreath. <laughs> is an idiot the podcast where we look back on the things from your childhood and wonder if they were any good to begin with i am damon i'm dj yeah oh i was gonna i jumped in i was gonna hand it over to you i'm dj not you (laughs) thank you i would have stumbled over that and said i was dj as well as damon (laughs) i'm glad it didn't come to that how you doing damon i'm good i got a coffee here oh good oh i see it's from the uh well, we won't name the company, but it's no. It's from rhymes uh, with Schmar- Captain Ahab, Schmarschmucks, the first mate of the Pequod, mm. rather than the second. Oh my god! I'm doing Herman Melville references here. Starbuck, timely. Was, Starbuck timely. was the second mate on the Pequod. Is I'm pretty that. sure that originally came from Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Damon. Uh, How are their gift cards not called Starbucks? How did somebody drop Missed the ball? Missed opportunity. Really dropped the ball. Instead, they went with space dollars. They went with Starbucks gift card. Good job. <laughs> Hope someone got fired over that debacle. How you doing? Everything okay? Yeah, I got a new kitten. I don't think we talked about that yeah. since our last show. Tippy she... Hedron Xanthopolis. Tippy Hedron Xanthopolis. Xanthopolis Lopasser. Yeah. Yeah. What a hyphenated name she has. In a way, she is the Val to me and Tyler's Armand and Albert. Yeah. A reference you will soon get. Okay. Okay. So that's my tie-in, too. today we're watching The Birdcage, which is a movie. It is movie filmed. A movie that has Nathan Lane, Robin Williams, Hank Hank Azaria, Azaria, and... Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman's in it. Okay. Diane Wiest. You know, I think I have seen this. This is Callista Flockhart, a very foggy movie. In my and the rest, memory. yeah. Uh, this was came out in 1996. Okay. This uh, I remember this being a uh, it's a it's a remake. By the way, it's a remake of really? a French film from the 70s called La Caja La Caja Foil. Sure. Bonjour. Which is basically, I think, think the same premise. Um, two fags doing it. For long-term styles? They have Sorry, a, what? <laughs> they're doing it long-term styles. Long-term relationships, that, as you straight people call it. Is that nomenclature of the homosexuals? It's long-term we call styles? It, we call it the long butt. The long, <laughs> the long butt is also a Game of Thrones reference. They are. Back thousands of years ago. I didn't years think years he ago. would die. There were the long butts. <laughs> um, this is, this probably, so this came out like still mid- homophobia for me oh um, yeah so that makes sense why i didn't you cannot see it you will be a fag this so that makes sense why i didn't like i've seen it i know i've seen it because i remember thinking hank azaria was really funny mm-hmm. just because he can't wear shoes that is funny over. he cannot wear shoes because he will fall down but i think that had to be pointed out to me by someone who had seen the movie that was like this really funny thing happens in the movie like i don't think like, I ain't gay or nothing, but this funny thing happened. But he can't wear shoes. That's pretty funny. Gay guys can't wear shoes is what I'm getting at, I guess. I'm looking forward to seeing this from a 
a different perspective. An enlightened not, perspective. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far. But I, I <laughs> if you I was, are still pretty homophobic. Well, not that, but like uh, you know, like where, DJ pushed me down in the mud before we started recording. I want to say, <laughs> and then called you. He was wearing queer. a he was wearing a leather jacket. I thought that was odd. <laughs> like, come on, you graduated from high school, like. 16 years and ago. he made me call him Zach for some reason. <laughs> he was blonde. It was weird. Uh, now, I think, you know, it's hard to say enlightened when you're just talking about a base level agreeing that all humans are human. You right. Know, thing. People it's, shouldn't be. I don't think we need to pat ourselves on the back to for death. that. Yeah. Let's just. Way to go, team. And we got a long way to go. So let's not, <laughs> uh, let's not be too proud of ourselves. But. Uh, no, we got gay marriage. That's all we were really going for. That's all we were really going Otherwise, for. Otherwise, uh, you, you can regulate where What's we can shit. Next? Dogs and cats. <laughs> Man marrying his table. Sir, if you want to marry your table, I think there's a That's lot you need to unpack. fine, I guess. It's fine, but is I feel it, like it, we're going to have to update a lot of paperwork. Is the table consenting? That's the real question. Mm. 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 Anyway, uh, Birdcage, can you tell me anything else about this movie? Because that's all I've got. So wait, okay, let me let me see if I remember just yeah. based on the foggy memory. So Gene Hackman is nope. I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> He's Gene Hackman remains in existence. That's what you've just told Gene us. Hackman is <laughs> period. period. That's a trailer right there. Yeah, I'll see that, that movie. Yeah. yeah, he is. Yeah. He was and will be for some time. For some indeterminate amount of time. Probably not that long. Uh, so uh, Nathan Lane and Robin Williams are a gay couple. Right. They raised a child that is naturally Robin Williams' son that I he had with a woman. Because I don't remember much of this movie, instead of going back and forth with you about what you remember, I'm just going to make funny voices a la Robin Williams. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Don't speak ill of the dead, Damon. Don't speak ill of the dead. He was always a treat on late night TV shows. Manic. Go he on. didn't find it cumbersome at all. <laughs> I found it annoying. Never. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they're a long-term gay couple. They, they raised a kid, essentially... Um, who uh, at the beginning of the film announces that he's getting married to uh, the daughter of a very conservative senator okay. who's embroiled in a scandal of some kind. I can't remember. Senators, they do that. S- senators be scandalin. Mm-hmm. Senators be scandal. Preach it. Um, uh, so, and that's basically it. There's a, like a, so they're, a farce. Pret- they're pretending to be straight. Then eventually they have of- to pretend to be straight. Eventually, uh, yada, 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 Nathan laid in a wig. Okay. Um, did this movie mean anything special to you being of the homosexual persuasion? Uh, it did. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, I remember it being like an event, like all of a sudden it was sort not of, a lot of movies for your people. <laughs> the gay Actually, people. I was reading, I was reading, well, I mean, I'll talk about that <laughs> mannequin <laughs> and the birdcage. And that's about it. Um, the kids are all right. We'll throw Ooh. you a bone every once in a while. That was recent though. Yeah. Yeah. We got a 10 year rule. We got a 10 year rule gays. <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember being kind of an event, like, it was weird for me because I was also in my mid-homophobia period. (laughs) Um, and I remember being like, oh yeah, we all hate the gays, right? 
And then everyone's like, oh, we're going to go all see this Birdcage movie. And I was like, but I thought we hated them. Yeah. But everyone was like really into it. We and find it was them like, funny. I read, we never said we didn't find right, it Right, exactly. And I, I think we're probably, I have a feeling we're going to run into that a lot. Yeah. We have no problem laughing at them. Right. Um, but uh, I was reading today that adjusted for inflation, the Birdcage made as much money as the first Captain America movie. Wow. Like this was a huge... Hit. Didn't realize it was so big. Yeah, and um, so I remember being event. And I remember oddly enough, the conservative Xanthopoloi family rented the birdcage. That was the first time you saw it. That I re- we rented it as a family, and I saw it, and I remember enjoying it. But also, I remember as a kid even noticing them like, why aren't they kissing? Was your why are they just two men who are really effeminate, but they never touch or kiss or act like a couple at all? Was your brother out at this point? My brother was out at this okay. point. So maybe that was a like a olive branch of so sex? I appreciate the effort to give them some credit, but <laughs> don't don't. You don't think it was any sort nah, of we want to understand nah, a little bit? Nah, no, 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 no. They were no. just like I think Nathan like, Lane seems like one of the good look ones. Look at them fags be screaming. Do, um, do you think it was the opposite? Do you think they were like, "We'll teach Jason by laughing at Robin Williams"? <laughs> Maybe. Um, well, Jason would have been gone by that point. It would have okay. just been me at the house. So it's just me and my parents watching them. Oh, okay, gay people. So no, then definitely not <laughs> a tool. But yeah, I remember this being sort of an event. And then, um, but I all remember being like kind of weirded out by the fact that they were not affectionate towards each other. Like even as a young man, I realized I was like, they're not kissing or hugging or yeah. really showing any affection towards each other. And I think they don't, if, I, if memory serves, they don't even really refer to each other as spat. They use a lot of euphemisms for what they are. It's yeah. kind of... Odd, and I think we'll, uh, watching it, it there's going to be some weird dated parts. It's interesting to see, and I think it'll be interesting to watch in the movie too. Like just thinking about life for the homosexual person in the last twenty years, because this was twenty years ago. So you're like, we like, want to keep the podcast poppy. We want to keep it light. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, if it, you know, if the you know, I know it's a comedy, but like being true to life, that they would have had to do a lot more hiding than they do now. They right. would now if you know. Yeah, they I mean, being uh, all homosexual. <laughs> at least in, in this, there has been some, you know, at least some progress. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, certainly, I, I certainly mean, I wouldn't even poo-poo the progress. I think there's yeah. been a lot of progress in the fact that I think this movie will feel really 1996, right? Um, but I also feel like it's going to be a little bit like Home Alone, where it's going to feel like the movie's sort of spinning its wheels. Until that last scene. You're like waiting for that last scene of the dinner party of when everything goes to... I mean, in a classic farce fashion, like everyone's lying about who they are until the very end. Well, if you want to watch along with us, we're going to watch The Birdcage on... uh, It's on Amazon. It's on iTunes. Who knows where else it is? Maybe wait a month and it'll be on Netflix. I don't know. It was on Netflix for a bit, and now it's not. They like to sneak those on and then sneak them off. So... Uh, watch along with us. We'll be back in just a few minutes and uh, we're going to talk some more. Do you want to do the Shadow Stevens or should I do the Shadow?
Christmas. And we are back. Wait, that's too... No, it's appropriately gay. I can't wear the shoes because they make me fold down. They make me fold down. Uh, All right, so we watched The Birdcage. Right, do not type in birdcage into Amazon. You will only get literal birdcages. <laughs> and then it will sassily at the end of the autofill be like, did you mean the, the birdcage? Bird Thought so. 1996? No. 1996. That's All right, you so. You said 1996. So you were pretty much uh, spot on in your uh, earlier synopsis of the movie. Uh, right. There's uh, Nathan Lane's character, Albert. Uh, he's the. Uh, He's the star of a drag show. Yeah, he's at, at drama the, qu- queen, both figuratively and literally. Uh, <laughs> well, he isn't. A, he's not. He has no regal, you know, bearing on a. Okay. You know, a well, in, I guess in real life and in show, I don't know. Right. Sure. At the titular club of yeah, the, the cage of birds, mm-hmm. la cage au fowl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, then we've got, uh, but. Um, Armand is uh, Ron Armand Williams' character. Armand Asante, yeah. And Armand Asante. And we have their... Uh, their <laughs> their ma- villainous son, Val. Yes, and their, but before Boo! that, their, their manservant... Oh, Agador. Agador. Uh, played by Mr. Burns. No, by played a, by Chief Wiggum. By a, a whitewashed... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hank Azaria. Actually, uh, I don't know Hank Azaria's nationality, but I'm uncomfortable looking at I'm pretty sure he's Greek. Is Azaria? he Greek? Yeah, pretty sure. Of Greek oh, heritage. Okay. Actually, I think he's American, but I mean, I think he's of right, Greek no. heritage. Like, someone else in this room. Xanthopoulos. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about this block of feta cheese. I oh, yeah, it. that also, that. Which and, I named uh, Hank. And this bucket of falafels we have over here for some reason. <laughs> and this debt. Oh. Grexit. I can do current events. Are you doing the Grexit? It's not it just, happening. It's not just... You know, nostalgic movies. I can also do stuff on the Grexit and maybe the Brexit. We don't just review things for posterity. We review them for austerity. Right? High five. <laughs> Economics. Yeah. Um, so, I wrote the first thing I wrote to recap is not very helpful. I wrote, how long is Albert's performance? <laughs> okay, oh, right. so, yeah. so set us up. We're, we're the, we begin with... Uh, Armand is at the birdcage, the show or the uh, club, and he's sort of like directing the show. Yeah, he and- owns the club and he sort of directs the show. So he's just sort of making sure he's mingling. He's making sure making shit stuff happens, greasing the wheels, and-, and but he receives news. Yes, that Albert, refuses. aka Starina, which is possibly the worst drag name. Yeah, not not a, not your best work. At least give me Amanda Hug and Kiss or something like right. that. Don't, don't just give me Starina. That was one that when I was uh, um, first introduced to uh, a drag show, uh, my friend uh, Natalie brought me uh, to one and was like, you're going to love it. And I didn't, but the names were amazing. <laughs> it was like a little bit too much too soon for me to go straight. Into, yeah. You can't uh, just dive into drag Queens and, uh, that's like going to the senior lecture, your first day at college. You can't yeah. just do that. And there, I'm sure there are amazing, uh, drag shows that all around, but the ones I've seen, I'm just like, this is just not good karaoke. And so, or, or <laughs> bad lip syncing or something. And I'm, gonna I'm sure s- I've seen some good uh, exceptions to the rule, but I like, will say something that may not get me many, 
Oh, I can't even say the sentence. I'm going to say something that may not be popular. Yeah. But I don't really care for drag queens all that much. It's not my thing. I'm like... Uh, I do like the names. If someone comes on stage and you say, yeah. this is Amanda Cummins, I'm like... <laughs> yeah, they're really come. amusing. Yeah. You said come, it's I like, get it. It's like the uh, Kentucky Derby. I don't want to watch the horse race, but I will read all of the horse names. Because <laughs> that is fair. Really that is fun. actually fair. But yeah, it is. there is a little bit of like, it's not even karaoke because they're just lip syncing. And I'm not saying there can't be good drag performances, yeah. but a lot of times it's not that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, I do like RuPaul's Drag Race, but usually those are like the best drag performers in the country. Whereas the country. usually when you just go to a gay bar, you're like, oh, this is a person. And when some of it's just like the, sort of uh, the kind of gentlemen that we a, are. I remember when kind uh, of gentlemen that we are when uh, you Man and I about were, town, you, you and our roommates and uh, we you were you were a single fella and you were like playing the field. Like, I think like it happened maybe twice, maybe three times where it was like. Where All I was right. holding a drag we're show going, in the house. We're going to the gay bar. Like, this is happening. He's, you yeah. you always treat it like, this is something I have to do if I don't want to die alone. A cross to bear, and sometimes with a literal cross. And every very, very once in a while, I'd be like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> and But you very much did not like to go to the super gay bar. No, you just moderately gay. You wanted to go to the, the, like, this is where I might possibly meet a normal human being that happens to be gay. Well, also, the Super Gay Bar has a $10 cover. Well, that, yeah. If it was just free, I'd go to the Super Gay Bar. I'm not paying $10 to not enjoy myself. I cannot enjoy myself for free. Don't (laughs) underestimate the power I have to not enjoy myself. And let's be honest, neither of us were flush with cash at that moment in our lives either. No. Um, But so uh, so Armand has to go upstairs to kind of console... Uh, An inconsolable Starina slash Albert, who is, uh, who, because she found um, white wine in the fridge, she's convinced that uh, Armand is cheating on her. We're doing a lot of editorializing, but just to throw one more thing in here, they're setting this up like, like, uh, like he is a huge drama queen. Like he is overreacting. There's a lot of, There's and a there, lot of that going on. And there on. is a lot of that, but w- throughout the movie, he, he has pretty reasonable reactions oh, to... no, you are absolutely right. Because, <laughs> like, he did find uh, a different kind of wine and two wine glasses, and you're like, oh, geez, come on. But then you find out it was his son that he's meeting later, but still, Armand's there was son, another yeah. person that he didn't tell him right. about. Right, and they, they keep it a secret from Albert. Yeah. Everything, like, the movie is trying to play him as a drama queen, and you sort of realize, like, no, everything, you're gaslighting Albert. Yeah, yeah. You're driving him insane, and no wonder he screams whenever he starts yeah. his car. And, uh, uh, to you know, the, the, the actual reactions are overdramatic, but they're... Based in reality, but the like, legitimate there are legitimate yeah. feelings, yeah, being absolutely. hurt, and uh, so he kind of uh, Armand kind of convinces uh, um, eventually. It took takes some doing, but uh, um, he convinces Albert to go do this show, and then while Albert is performing. He goes upstairs and meets a man. He goes upstairs, we, d- dismisses uh, Aguilera. What's his name? Agador's Ag- Agador. Agador. Aguilera. Uh, Aguilera. And um, and so he goes home, and then uh, you see him set out uh, the wine, and then kind of make the place ready. And then there's this handsome young man that comes in, right. and then they're like, he, and they're sort of like lovey dovey with each yeah, other. Yeah, vaguely uh, could be someone, but then you find out it's his son. And his like, son oh. Val. 
Boo. Val, the least The villain of this movie. I'm not even going least sympathetic. I'm saying outright villain. I think, and I could be wrong, but I think this movie wants you to identify with Val. Boo! And sort of take his side. Do you agree with that? Yes. Everything the movie is trying to get me to do... Now, in the hindsight of, you know, 20 years, this movie is 20 years old, um, it makes me, I feel all the opposite things that the movie wants me to feel. Yeah. So it's the it, movie wants me to think that Albert is a drama queen and it's best if they get him out of the right. way so that they can have a normal night. But I'm like, no, they've lived together for, you know, what does the movie say? 16, 15? Yeah, 15 Some, years. Something in Someone, the teens. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, if, if I was with someone for 15 years and just told them, hey, some people are coming by and uh, you'd be an embarrassment to our family. You got to get out of the house. You're an, Sorry. You're an embarrassment to the son that you raised. Right. That's the other thing. Like, it's not I like tell he my was mother, just like, like, please don't, please don't come to Thanksgiving because you're an embarrassment. <sighs> like, okay. Yeah. That was a good, good Why move. is she being so hysterical? Yeah. Well, uh, yes. So, but Val is definitely, I think, the audience surrogate in right, this. Right. Yeah. Um, but again, because I said his name, boo, even when I say his name, I should. So the whole, the long and short of it is, uh, Val is getting married and and (laughs) so he tells, and of course his, his dad's upset, but he says, it's okay. You know, he, he's, he approves in the sense that he wants his son to be happy. And And that's all that we know right now is that he's getting, he's very young. Val is 20. Yeah. The girl is 18. And they're the but oldest 20-year-olds. But also, like, 20-year-olds. dear 20-year-olds and 18-year-olds, not that you're listening to this show about a movie that is as old as you are. <laughs> yeah, uh, but gross. don't get married. What the fuck are you doing? Well. No. No. If you. No. No, usually it's because they're. They're saving, Christians yeah, and they want to They're saving fuck. themselves from marriage. Yeah. And, and so we better get this marriage We really got to get this rolling. And you're like, uh, why don't you just why don't you just have sex and to be cool about it? <laughs> oh, there's this book. Stop spazzing out. Yeah. This book doesn't even care if you actually read the damn thing. Yeah, it's just you... your youth pastor. <laughs> it's just your creepy youth pastor with the soul patch and the guitar. Hey, put kids, da- Greg, let's rap. Put down the guitar. I don't want to hear any more Rich Mullen songs. Hey. You knock it off right now, <laughs> So that was when we began to wonder how long exactly is Albert's performance because they're having this discussion. Right. And they keep saying, like, when did, did, is Albert, you know, doing his show right now? And he's like, yes, he just went on. I'm like, what is this, a six-hour show? Yeah. Because <laughs> um, at that time, they're still leading us to believe that they're having an affair. They haven't revealed that it's his son. Right. Um, and so then like, we how do, much can you get done in, a, you know, a drag performance? I don't know. That's a lot of songs to A few Carrie Underwood songs? Although, we'll say, uh, Nathan Lane's character is actually singing in these. He's not lip-syncing. Right, and he does, like, a little audience banter, a little, hey, who here is from Cleveland? What we saw of his show was the best drag queen thing that we see in the show. We cut to, um, what's the, what's Calista Flockhart's character's name? Barbara. Barbara. She doesn't want to be called Barbie anymore. Right, so Barbara is Val's fiance, and right. she's played by a 31-year-old Callista Flockhart. I am she... amazed by that. Your wife just told us that Callista Flockhart, at the yeah. filming of this movie, which means that Callista Flockhart is now 51, yeah. was 31 at the filming. She, I mean, she looks younger than the guy who plays Val. I would have guessed, like, 20. 24. Yeah, I would have guessed, yeah, yeah, just out of college, whatever. Um, but this must have been... When 31. Was, when was Ally McBeal? Couldn't have been that much later. I think that was the next year was Ally McBeal. Okay. So that makes sense. And she was in her 30s and played a thir- mid-30s or something. Okay. Um, 
She's just skinny. But she's playing a yeah. She's playing an eighteen year old. I'd look twenty if I was skinny. She is the daughter of a senator uh, Keeley, uh, which is played by Gene Hackman. And, right, uh, Lex Luthor, Mister Luthor, Mister Luthor. We uh, cut to uh, him and his and his wife, who's played by Diane D- Weist. Diane Weist, who I think gets most of the money lines. Between her and Nathan Lane, they pretty much get all the money lines. In this <laughs> I movie. do like Diane Weiss, and <laughs> she's pretty funny. Um, and she's a very she's not clueless, but she's a very sweet. Uh, well, yeah, they show conservative woman. They show Hackman's uh, characters on t- like they're watching him on a TV show. <laughs> this and, is my favorite, and yeah. uh, so it's just one of those really like those rash, cross, like crossfire yeah. where everyone's just talking over each other and everyone's screaming, and, and it cuts back to her, and she goes, "Well, it's a good show. It's a wonderful show." That's what it was. <laughs> Uh, you'll notice that my recap is actually mostly quotes from this movie because there's a lot of that's really good lines. Ac- that's what a recap of this movie should be because if we actually get it's into the politics of this show. movie, we don't want to talk about that. Yeah, and so, so um, it's a wonderful show. So he's uh, against uh, Senator Hackman is against this marriage uh, just because she's young. He's trying to right. get reelected. He's they don't know the nature of Val's parents. Yeah, yet. They, they just know, know that, that she's super young. And we find out uh, from that news program that yeah. he and uh, Senator Jack. And another fictitious senator are the founders of the Coalition for Moral Order. Does that sound right? Yeah, something like that. Some faggot shit like that. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I assume something like the Moral Majority of the eighties. Yeah. And uh, but within minutes of that airing, uh, we find out that scandal breaks. Mister Jackson, Senator Jackson, has died in the bed of an underage black prostitute. I only yep. say that because the movie makes a really big point of telling us that she yeah. is black. Um, which, if I'm going to air in the movie's defense, it's because Gene Hackman would have a problem with it. But right. I get the feeling that the movie is kind of making a joke about it as well. So I kind of got uncomfortable. It's yeah, it's it's kind of toeing the line because you yeah. can tell that like for the time, this movie was like on on the side of its weirder characters. Like sure, but at 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Right. So it's and like, I mean, it's fair to assume that a Republican, especially a Republican in the 90s who founded the Moral Majority, a secretly racist organization, yeah. um, would have a problem with, uh, you know... Uh, Was it secret? Uh, I mean, they wouldn't go, we are a racist organization. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Uh, we don't... We, um, but it was still... There was still, like, a lot of, like, punch in the black whore line yeah. where I was like... <laughs> um, Anyway, so he's so Eli Jackson of, has died in the bed of an underage prostitute, which and, kind of by association is making uh, Senator Keeley worried. Yeah, the press shows up at his house; he's all very worried that mm-hmm. his kind of whole reelection is going to be uh, right. His campaign is going to be in trouble, and so um, the the mom comes up with the idea of using uh, the wedding, Barbara's wedding, to as a vow as a distraction. Um, and they decide to, in order to get away from their house, which has become... Eli you know, Jackson was a common redneck. I do <laughs> love that. She turns uh, she turns on Eli Jackson like that. Yeah. Uh, what, what was it? It was um, uh, Callista Flockhart comes into the bedroom. And she's like, Mom, I need to talk to you about Val's parents. And she's like, is this about the Eli Jackson thing? Because Eli Jackson was a common redneck and we yeah. barely even knew him. <laughs> Uh, which is great. That yeah. she just would turn on the dead so quickly. <laughs> Immediately. Um, and we cut to... Um, and yeah, so they want to get away. Right. So they're going to go... Their plan is to go down to Florida, meet Val's parents, yeah. and then hang out with the Jeb Bushes. Uh, yeah. Jeb Bush, who, of course, as we all know, recently died. 
basically. Politically. We get, I think, maybe my favorite scene, which is uh, um, Albert preparing for oh a new my show. God. And uh, this is one of those scenes that has worked its way into. Uh, I think both quotes. me and my friend Jeff and me and my brother work lines from this scene into just common everyday conversation. They're kind of just running through. So he's like singing and then there's another guy there who's like a tree or something. And at some well, point... He's, um, I think he's... The, the, the premise is like uh, Nathan Lane is playing some sort of fairy goddess who creates... Fairy dust, fairy dust, fairy dust. <laughs> who creates a man for her to... Yeah. To man. And so there's this cute, you know... Uh, Guy who's Lunk-ish. playing like yeah yeah who's this idiot twink who is playing the uh, the her creation and he keeps chewing gum and she's like he's chewing gum and he says gum helps me think and she's like you're sweetie, wasting your sweetie gum. you're wasting your gum uh, and then <laughs> he gets mad he's basically Armand is there directing and right. then, and then uh, Albert keeps complaining about this and he's like chewing his gum while I'm singing. He's like, chewing his gum while I'm singing. Just because you're 22 and hung. <laughs> <laughs> and also later uh, Armand tries to explain like the the you know the emotion yeah. of the scene and the guy's like I don't think I get it. <laughs> and Albert says, try more gum, yeah. which is my favorite line. Of and then the we scene. get the trailer moment of of Really, the only time he really Robin Williams is out. Yeah, I, to Robin Williams' credit in this movie, he is essentially the straight man. He's very sub- the subdued in this. But and yeah, it's all to Nathan Lane. Like yeah. He sort of seeds that role over to Nathan Lane. But he Lane, does at some is, point do the, like, telling the, the young uh, dancer, like, what to do. He does the, Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Martha Graham, Madonna, Madonna. Yeah. But keep it all inside. Yeah. Um, which was funny, actually. It was good. A little, bit, a little bit of Robin Williams in out goes a long way. You know, that's true. <laughs> it's like horseradish. Ease yeah. Up. You just need a touch. Um, Val uh, then sort of sets the whole premise of the right, dinner. That which Val is comes that, down to interrupt the practice yeah. to take Armand upstairs and explain. They're coming to dinner, mm-hmm. and I need you to. Guess who's coming to dinner? Yeah, exactly. And I need you White to White people in this case, but yeah. Yeah. So I need you to de-gay the house, de-gay yourself. And, and de-gay your partner. And, your, and by de-gay, I mean actually he can't come. remove him physically. And we get probably the only true answer to this, which uh, Robin Williams... Robin Williams, I, there, well, there are a handful of moments in this, mostly delivered by Nathan Lane, but there are... This is Robin Williams' moment for this, which was he says, essentially, you know, it's taken me 20 years to find out who I am. Yeah, and you're telling me that I have to just you know shove it all back in the closet. Fuck you, I'm not going to. He's do like, it. fuck the senator. Like, yeah, he's fuck like, the senator. Which is all, we were fuck like, yeah, at, and that roll is, credits. That is the correct answer. Roll credits. We're movies over. But of course, that's not what happens. Um, and we do get a pretty amusing set of scenes of Armand teaching uh, Albert how to well, we, not be gay. Ar- Armand does eventually acquiesce. Yes. Oh at yeah. Some he point. Agrees Silently, that. he sort of goes down to the bar. He drinks a glass of white wine, mm. smokes, comes back up, tells Agador, "Hey, one, you need to stop wearing jorts. You're gonna have to get a uniform." Yeah. And I do Agador's response is, "I can't wear a uniform. I'll look like a fag." Yeah. Um. <laughs> that, he's their manservant. I right. Was, I don't know if we. His very that, his but. manservant, and I'm assuming occasional three way partner. Probably. I mean, what's the point of having a well-built, you know, jort-wearing, you know, yeah, muscle right. boy as your maid if you're not going to, you know? Get a tug. 
Hey, what? Hey, what? Say no more. Say no more. Wink, wink, nudge, munch. Mudge, mudge. Nudge, mudge. In England, you know how the bathroom is a loo. Nudge is a mudge. Nudge, smudge. Um, well, actually, um, but then we do get the yeah, we get the, the scene. The, not a montage, but it's almost like a Rocky montage of acting well, straight. Because first he tries to just convince Albert to take some time off and go take right. a vacation without by telling himself. him what's going on. Again, uh, lying. I, we get a duplicitousness. Right before that, we get uh, um, they're just kind of laying on the beach while they're redecorating the house, and we get. How I love the sun. <laughs> well, they're sitting under an umbrella. He has a yeah. giant sun hat and Some zinc hat, oxide on his nose. He, I lo- and he's wearing like b- pajamas, practically. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, wearing so at least three lunch. I love the sun. Um, and, and Robin Williams says, oh, you look tired. You should take some days off, which pisses Nathan Lane off. Right. Drama queen. Yeah. Um, and also, says, don't ever tell anybody they right. look tired. And he, and he has the correct answer again of when you tell people they look tired, it means you look old. And when you tell people they look rested, it means you've had collagen. Right. <laughs> um, and so, uh, you know, Nathan Lane wants to go back home, you know, for the, for the yeah, afternoon. Yeah, he keeps trying different ways to, like, oh, I sprained right. my ankle. And, uh, but eventually he comes home. Thinks they've been robbed, but, you know, uh, Val, boo, tells them, no, everything's going to be back in place when you get back. And uh, get back from where? I'll get back from where? And then Val says, "The thing you should never—if you're ever, you know, cheating someone or deceiving someone—you should never turn to your partner in crime and go, oh, you haven't told them.' Yeah, that's then, that's dead giveaway. And then he says, "We thought it would be better if, if we you weren't around." And uh, what the fuck is wrong with everyone? We do get, even though it is couched as a, it's actually really kind of heartbreaking if you really think about it, but it's also really funny because he says, it's painful, but it's important. <laughs> or that it's not important. Right. I'll go. And then he leaves. And, and that's actually really like kind of heartbreaking when you watch it. And, but then of course he's being Rob, funny. So right. it's like, yeah. And then Robin Williams chases after him and says, you know, of course you can say, they take, know, him, to the, this. They take him to the restaurant where they get served by Gavin Rossdale. Or- <laughs> <laughs> right. And then we get the fantastic, you know, you know, training Nathan Lane to be straight. Yeah. Keep your pinky down when you're drinking the glass. Smear, the, smear yeah. your mustard. Straight men smear. And then I pierce the toast. <laughs> Because he's trying to spread uh, butter or something on a toast. Uh, yeah, I think toast. it was mustard, but... Um, yeah, mustard. <laughs> important to... Sorry. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Mustard detail. So sorry. Um, but then we have my favorite part, which is, you know, he has uh, uh, Albert walk up and down the little balcony <laughs> they're sitting on. and uh, But there's this old woman that's sitting there the whole time that is, like, constantly, like, whenever Nathan Lane has a squeal, she, like, looks behind them. Yeah. And then when he walks, he walks right by her, and so they make eye contact. And then when he goes back to Ron Williams, Ron Williams like, well, let me give you an image to try and, like, yeah. butch up your John walk. Wayne. John Wayne. And so Nathan Lane puts his little sun hat back on as, like, it was a cowboy yeah. hat, and he starts walking. He does this sort of almost zombie walk. Looks like a T-Rex. Like a rhythmic zombie yeah. walk, T-Rex, and makes eye contact with a woman and sort of, like, gives her a little gives like a throwaway point. point. Yeah. And uh, then he walks back, and he's like, no good? And he's like, actually, it was perfect. I never realized that John Wayne walked like that. And then uh, he tries to teach them. They've changed scenes a little bit. They're in a park right. now, and he tries to teach them. He, he, at one point, uh, Albert says, how about those dolphins? And like the gayest snagglepush. Armand, how about you old so-and-so? <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, 
Then they decide uh, that moving on, they decide to try to get Val's mom because they think that'll be better. Right. Uh, Albert can be the gay. I think uh, when, the uncle when or me something. and Tyler were watching this, this is when Tyler remarked, "Boy, there's a lot of spinning the wheels before we actually get to the farce part." Yeah. So, and you sort of realize that with farces, there's a lot of like track laying you've got to like yeah. put down. I don't think we've even covered the fact that earlier, uh, Allie McBeal says that instead of Goldman, she says that the family's name is Coleman, which causes much confusion later on. It was a weird beat because it was kind of, they spent a lot of time on it for, I guess they're supposed to be also ashamed that they're Jewish. Right. There's, I guess we're to assume that the Republicans are anti-Semitic. Um, but at this point, well, I mean, I will say at this point with moral Republicans, Christian Republicans at this point, uh, historically, they had united with super conservative Jews yeah. because the common enemy was the culture they war. Were, let's just say Jewish people were not on the top of their hate list. Correct. <laughs> so it seems weird that the movie sort of spends a lot of time on this. Um, just because it wasn't, it wasn't funny and it wasn't. It wasn't super funny, and impactful. it wasn't so it was impactful. Like, so it just becomes this weird beat, like another like weird thing that causes a lot yeah. of confusion. Um, but anyway, where were we? Um, we were picking what going fag to, was doing what now? We're going to the um, Archer Kathleen Archer's gym. She owns like a gym company or something, <laughs> which is Val's uh, birth mom, who he's never met. Right, he never met her. Uh, her name is uh, she's played by Christine Baranski. Right. Um, of, I guess, the good wife fame, but also, like, pretty much anything. Yeah, I can't remember what I've seen her in. Lots of um, things, but... She's been in lots of things. She's in lots of comedies. She's actually Yeah, a, she's a great. She's actress. a big Broadway actress. Actress? Actress, yes. She's she, eight women at once. Mm-hmm. She is a actress with eight She was originally going to be Orphan Black, little known fact. Oh, interesting. Because she's such a powerful actress. Sure, yeah. Actress. Um, <laughs> I call it... I'll call, Doc Octress. I call them octometrists. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I want to say one thing real quick. Yuck. I love Christine Baranski. Whenever she pops up in things, I'm like, Christine Baranski. My friend Bob hates Christine Baranski. And I'm like, you either love her or you don't know who she is. Who yeah. hates Christine Baranski? What? I'll tell you who. Dr. Bob Wilson hates Christine Baranski. He's got a lot of hate in his heart. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that son of a bitch. I love Bob. Uh, so, um, Dr. Bob, sorry. Um, Mark my words. He'll get you. Well, if you don't he's earned it. it. Um, so they try to get, uh, they go to uh, Val's mom, Kathleen's uh, place of work, which is like this kind of, it's a clearly a gym company. There's like weightlifting, body sculpting stuff, but it's like an office part of it. And so they go to the secretary right. and uh, uh, Albert comes, comes with him, which he has every right to do. Absolutely. But, but then he's forced out of the... He's not allowed to meet her. He's made to wait in the secretary's... Uh, this the, scene with also pissed me off a lot. Which also... The secretary's reading Nietzsche, which I thought was really <laughs> funny. That was really... She was a very, like... She reminded me a lot of Anna Nicole Smith. Just yeah. big blonde hair. Yeah. A very tan, shapely lady. Yeah. Reading Nietzsche. Reading Nietzsche. <laughs> which is great. And they didn't reference it. She didn't no, she's just Nietzsche, reading it. And she doesn't really have much to do as a character, but it's just funny because it's like, yeah, why not? She could read Nietzsche. Sure. Well, fuck it. Yeah. Uh, and and get, Albert is just sort of sitting out there, you know, with nothing to do. Yeah. He reads, what is it, the big book of butts and legs? Butts and legs, While he's yeah. sitting out there. While Armand and Kath- Kathleen, Catherine? 
Kathleen. Um, are inside really flirting hardcore. Well, they're yeah, they're kind drinking of drinking champagne. He's trying to kind of butter her up to do this this kind of thing, right? And uh, you know, tell her a little bit about Val, how he is, and that kind of Because I guess the lo- the logic is we can have Albert there as an uncle, yeah. But we if there's no woman there, they'll see right through it. So right. we need a mom, and everything will be fine. And uh, you know, she's she's warm too. Um, She's saying, you know, I never was the motherly type, and then, <laughs> and I guess the deal with there was that Robin William Armand got Val, and yeah. he gave her money so that she could start, she could start her, start her own company. So that was the understanding, and she's amenable to the the idea, so she's up for it. And but then, like, she starts, like, they get drunk on champagne, and, and they're she singing starts, old songs. They're singing and, old songs and dancing. I guess they met on a Broadway show or whatever. Yeah. And she starts playing with his a copious chest hair, yeah. with Robin Williams' chest hair. And then Albert walks in and is visibly and understandably upset. Yeah. Seeing her Storms partner, his partner, uh, flirting with this lady. And steals the car and, and ru- drives away. And uh, has trouble with the parking brake. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Uh, and then uh, Armand beats him home and is kind of wondering. Great, now Albert's driving down the parkway yeah. <laughs> at 20 miles per hour with the parking brake on. Um, but then uh, Albert does come home and he's yeah, very, and he's very like somber and. Uh, takes his toothbrush and he's going to go to the here, cemetery. Here we go. A really good quote here. I'm only here to get my toothbrush, Agador, will you? It's, it's in the, the usual place. It's in the place. usual place, which I really liked. Um, Another jo- another jibe, another joke at my expense. I'm going to use that one at some point. I mean, another fair point. Yeah, and, and as much as it's played for laughs, and it is funny, it is also like, yeah, he's kind of treating you like shit, and yeah. it's not, it wouldn't be funny if it were real life. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's only funny because it's Nathan and I will, being I'll, funny. And I'll honestly say, like, those parts aren't really all that funny. And like, they sort of play, the, the I mean, he, him, are pretty funny. Like, <laughs> him being fun, like Nathan Lane being funny in and of himself. I mean, that over the top character is funny, but the fact that everyone just sort of like shits makes fun him. of him and yeah. shits on him and treats him like shit and pushes him aside and tries to get rid of him and dust him under the rug. It's never funny. And it's always just like, what? Yeah. I definitely wouldn't, uh, we can talk about this a little more later, but I, I definitely wouldn't have, recognize that as much as I do now as an, as I don't want to, like, I can't remember if I recognized it or if I'm just sort of like tinging my memories now. Yeah. But it's definitely noticeable it's now. Definitely like the whole time weird. you're like, no, he's pretty much in the right at almost every scene. Yeah. And all he's trying to do is be a, like remain a part of this life that he's built over the last right. 15 it's and 20 so years. It's so weird. It's strange. And, uh, um, and by eventually, weird, I mean homophobic. I mean, let's not, yeah. let's not, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. homophobic. Of course. Well, eventually, uh, Armand does, he goes and follows him again and apologizes. Right, and for the third, like, round of apologizing. A, a palimony agreement, which I guess it was a kind of a thread in the story. Right, in the first scene, out. we realized that, that Albert wants a palimony agreement, and then yeah. they signed a palimony and agreement. And it seems, it's painted as, Albert just wants a commitment. He feels like he's being treated as not a full partner, which is totally how he's being treated. Again, once again, that is correct. That is a correct read of this situation. So we have a moment where um, um, uh, Armand dresses up like in a suit and is looking very manly. And then (laughs) I did like this scene as well. This is another one of those scenes where it really read 
uh, true to me because he comes in, he's wearing a very plain, like dark suit. brown suit yeah. with a very conservative tie. Um, and he has, I mean, he's sort of trying to like walk very, he's walking almost like an undertaker. Like he's yeah. walking very stiffly and, uh, trying you know, to be just very calmly. Yeah. He sits down, he almost crosses his leg fully, but then he like crosses it at the knee and like rests yeah. his ankle. But then we see he has pink socks one on. One does want a hint of color. Right, exactly. Which is a good line. Uh, and he, he says, um, you know, hey, look, I'm dressed just the same as you. I took off all my rings. I'm just... One of the guys. And then he has this really good speech, which is, oh, I know what you're saying. Now that I'm dressed like this, it's even more obvious that yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not straight. Uh, and I thought that was a really good line. Like It was like, it's even more obvious that you shouldn't be dressed like this because that is not who you are. I can't tell if that line was written with that knowledge or if it was just sort of like still mocking him of like, you can't even pass for straight, but it was very, it was very touching. That was played poignantly. It wasn't, it wasn't played for laughs as much as the rest of it was. Um, and then we get, we do get, uh, um, because they're making, uh, Agador dress, dress, uh, he's actually dressed nicely and he's like kind of singing and lighting candles and, and yeah. then uh, he's not wearing any shoes. And then and Val, boo, comes out and starts lighting candles He's, with he's him. frustrated because of everything else that's Still going a villain. On. Still a villain. And he's like, you need to wear shoes. And he's like, in his straight butler voice, says like, I never wear shoes because they make me fall down. <laughs> it's really and funny. we should mention, because the, at this point there's a phone call. Earlier, Robin Williams' character, Armand, called Christine Baranski, Kathleen, and said, don't come. You know what? Fuck it. Don't come. Stay there. We're going to figure this out. And so after after Val shoes away Agador uh, to put on some shoes, the phone rings, Val answers, or Val actually hears the voicemail, which is Christine Baranski saying, Armand, are you there? I was told, I was got a message from whatever her assistant, Anna Nicole Smith, saying, Nietzsche, Friedrich, (laughs) saying that I shouldn't come. I just wanted to make sure. And he, Val picks up the phone and says, oh, no, he said, don't come late. And right. I liked, I didn't like this scene, but I, it was interesting that this scene was almost lit like he was a villain. He was like lit yeah. from behind. He was sort of shat, in shadow from the front. And he was like, oh, no, he said, don't come late. So uh, see you in about a half an hour, Mom. Yeah. And I was like, boo, you are the worst. Yeah. Uh, but then, okay, so the senator and his wife and Barbara well, I mean, at this point, up. Nathan Lane, I should point out, is like still in a suit, but he's like having a tantrum. Yeah, he's locked in the bedroom. In his room. So Robin Williams says, if everything goes well, he'll just stay in there all night. Right. Uh, and then the senator and his wife and Barbara do show up, and uh, they they come into the apartment, and I get we get another good Diane Weiss line. Uh, I like the severity. <laughs> we also room. get Agador, Agador um, falling down, just yes. walking to the door, and then almost shoes. falling down, opening the door, because he is now wearing shoes, and they make him fall down. We've got a lot of awkwardness. That this is serious. when the movie, I mean, not that the movie was not funny at this point, but it really starts like picking up like in terms of just like hits per second. Like just, yeah. It's really funny in this last third. It's um, very uncomfortable, though, too. And, oh, it's uh, very awkward. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, we get a good line where, uh, cause there's conflicting stories because, uh, uh, they see when they're rolling into South beach, they see the craziness that is South right. beach, like people in speedos walking and by the, and the, we have bird the bird cage. cage, you know, club here. And, and Barbara says, you know, oh, when they bought this place, it was just sand here. And then 
later, uh, Armand <laughs> says, when I bought the place, it was a Jewish community. And uh, then the senator is like, well, I, yeah, Barbara said it was just sand. And he said, well, you know what they say, where there's sand. <laughs> It's pretty funny. Uh, um, yeah, we get a lot of flop sweat from uh, a lot of flop sweat. I will Armand. point out that this this apartment that was once you know very tropical, very colorful, a lot of statuary, a lot of I mean very gay, but you know very like uh, fun looking apartment yeah. has now been like it's been. <laughs> Looks like Beetle painted juice. brown. There's yeah. all these like dour looking curtains. There's a giant crucifix over the fireplace. Uh, there's a lot of like almost like pew looking seats everywhere. Yeah. It's just very, I mean, severe is an accurate yeah. word. <laughs> and there, yeah, uh, Robin Williams is flop sweating. Uh, everyone is just completely uncomfortable because they can see there's something wrong. There's yeah. some confusion over the last name because yeah. Agador says, uh, Coldman, yeah. and then uh, Robin Williams says Coleman, and then they try and explain why there's a discrepancy, um, and then uh, they start uh, <laughs> they start pouring champagne. Agador accidentally, you know, pops the champagne bottle, startles Robin Williams. He gives out a very <laughs> Nathan Lane esque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fantastic. Uh, and then, of course, Albert comes out eventually, dressed as. As a Barbara Bush-looking yeah. wife, Miss, Mrs. Cole Goldman. We do get a wonderful speech from Gene Hackman. Um, it's very <laughs> confusing at first because it's so quiet and it's so awkward. He's just talking about the drive down and he's saying, you know, we he just names all dr- the states. He first names of all, all the states they drove through. He says he loves how you know it's very interesting how uh, we came from the north, where it's cold, <laughs> down to the south. Where it is warm, and just it see just the goes tremendous to show you changing of the seasons in this great country. And of it just ours. Keeps like going. he's just talking, like he's talking to you know at a, at a stump speech, yeah. and everyone's just like bored out of their minds. Because he also does like dry, it's very uh, almost Christopher Walken ask how he's just yeah. like, he's like colors <laughs> and the and the trees yeah uh, so purple he, mountains the purple mountains the red leaves. Green grass, the black streets. Eventually, Albert comes out dressed as Mrs. Goldman and Goldman, cold, cold Goldman. Right. Another. Um, there's more confusion. Where that? And actually, we never know where we are until we hear someone say our name. Yeah, and she's doing well, and everybody's kind of like, "All right." She. Th- th- it was a really great moment because she, you know, for all their fear of her being at the party, she is the only one that Pulling is able to like to pull it all together. Yeah. So it's this great. You get this great shot of her during that speech of her trying to explain oh well we never know where we are until someone says our name and you get a like almost an extreme close-up of robin williams eyes and you sort of see like it's anger mixed with are they buying this is this working i could kiss you i could hit you what's happening and then when uh it's sort of like albert's able to pull it off um there's this great beat where Callista Flockhart is, I'd actually love to hug you now, Mrs. Yeah. <laughs> Coleman. Uh, it's a really great uh, bit. Um, and he's... He, uh, and Senator, Gene Hackman loves her right yeah, away. Senator Hackman's lapping it up, and uh, they go into the dining room eventually to have dinner, which is this terrible soup made by <laughs> Agador. It's uh, sweet and sour peasant soup. They Before they get the soup, they see the dishes, which are apparently... Uh. 
not have not been replaced until they've got, oh, it looks like a gentleman playing leapfrog. Get my glasses, would right. you? Uh, no, no. Um, and I love um, uh, both everyone starts to realize what's happened, and, uh, except, of course, the Senator Keeley and his wife. And <laughs> I love uh, Albert tries to like, oh, but I think also girls, too. Don't you have any girls on your plate? And yeah. Val's like, I have a girl on my plate. And Diane Weiss is about to peer over and he sort of turns it so that yeah. she can't see. <laughs> It's pretty funny. Oh, it's uh, fantastic. And I guess in the meantime, Robin Williams is trying to write a note for Catherine so that she will see and not, yeah. you know, come in. Yeah. So there's a lot of running around. It's very noises off. They're very Farce, just like yeah. running around. Everything, yeah. And then uh, and there's a scene in the kitchen where uh, it's Agador, Val. And Agador Spartacus at this point Agador he's called Spartacus. because that's the way he should be named. I think they, I guess they changed his name to Spartacus. Yeah. But and then, then they started calling Agador. him Agador and then they started calling him Agador Spartacus. And then, uh, but the three of them are in the kitchen and uh, they're just kind of, sort of like, you know, falling, like Robin Williams falls down at some yeah. point and then he's like, you see Robin Williams break. He likes, he's like, oh, right. well, that's, what are you I doing? Get that... out of here. <laughs> and he sort of laughs. He starts which laughing. I, really like. uh, I think that's the second time they're in the kitchen. But yeah, that, that was a great moment where it was like, oh, don't, don't take another take. Uh, we got yeah, Robin we'll Williams sort of giggling in there. It's fine. Um, it's funny because because it's in there, you're like, wait, did I just hear him? He sort of giggled. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, we find out that the soup is the entree. Right. Why do you think I put so much in it? Yeah. Uh, there's hard-boiled eggs and shrimp, and it looks tomato-based, yeah. not a soup-based soup. Not soup-based. Um, but yeah, Robin Williams' goal now is to keep filling their soup bowls so they don't get to the bottom of the bowl to see what's on the bottom, <laughs> um, which is really great. Uh, but, Nathan Lane keeps espousing conservative views, yeah. such as killing the mother in an abortion oh. ceremony, or ceremony. Sure. Um, because, you know, if the fetus was going to die anyway, why not just have him go down with the ship? <laughs> which is really funny. Before that, we do get uh, my, one of my favorites, which I may start using when people come into a conversation, which is like, as soon as they walk <laughs> into the to the dining room, uh, Hackman is finishing a sentence and he's like, I'm not saying killing an abortion doctor is ever right. <laughs> and it was just like, whoa. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that then, does remind me when he when that's Robin Williams is coming back into that scene and they've covered their entire balcony and curtain, curtain so no one they it's sort a Johnny of Johnny Carson moment it was a very Johnny Carson like guy smiley moment where yeah. no one can find where the curtains yeah. parts they were just getting lost in the old gag but it still makes me still laugh. good um, so they so he does put a note up to tell Kathleen not to come in but. At the, this point, the paparazzi... The inquir- National Enquirer is there just because they know that Senator Keeley is they've there. They've paid off Senator Keeley's chauffeur. Yeah. Chauffeur. I don't know why I said it with So they accent. take the note uh, away so that when Kathleen arrives, she doesn't Farce. realize. Yeah. So she comes in and, of course, uh, Senator Keeley and her wife are like, wait, what? And then we get the reveal. Well, there is... A, the, everyone... <laughs> like any farce, there has to be an explanation for why anyone has to leave... Right. So uh, Nathan Lane's wig starts coming loose, and Callista Flockhart's the first to notice, and she's like, "Well, let me help you." And then Robin Williams is like, "Let me help you too." And then then everyone starts, and she's like, "Oh, my men!" It's yeah. just this really great moment that made me laugh. <laughs> um, so so yeah. everyone's gone except for Gene Hackman and Diane Weiss right. when the doorbell starts ringing, right. and then she's like, "It's Mrs. Cold or Mrs. Goldman. I forgot my keys," and it gets, of course. Then of course once when she arrives the kind of the the jig is up they have to 
reveal that uh, what's really going on that uh, Albert and Facts. Armand are. Uh, <laughs> are you gonna, I can't. <laughs> That's like a, it's like Freeze Company. I can't say. Oh, do you mean you're? Um, it's come a long way. 1996 from that movie, yeah. <laughs> which is pretty much the same. Well, actually, he's pretending to be gay. Right. So in a way, it's regressed. Yeah, I guess so. Freeze Company. Thank you for your service. Good job. The jig is up. Giant Weiss character. It's really upset because mostly because Gene Hackman really likes uh is really upset and really confused just because he really liked uh Mrs. Goldman Mrs. Goldman Coleman. as played by uh Albert. Uh-huh. And so then she says, Someone has to like me best. <laughs> so she has kind of a breakdown. And then he's like, Easy Louis. And he has trouble he has trouble understanding that these are two men. These are two gay men. Yeah. They own the nightclub downstairs. So they uh they want to leave and they want Barbara to come with him. She takes a stand. No, this I you know, want to stay here. And then, and Val takes a stand in that he has no other options of deceit left and yeah. says, these are my parents. This is my mother who raised me since I was a kid. I've been treating her horribly for the yeah. past two hours. And he kind of almost makes up for it a little bit. Almost, but doesn't. Yeah. You're the worst Val boo. And I think there was a Val mention earlier, boo for that one as well. But now, uh, the press, a whole press has showed up. There's a bunch of press vehicles outside. Right. And, Microphones and reporters, and so uh, the senator. I thought of sentient microphones just bouncing around, just hanging out there. Uh, And so the senator can't leave. He's they're kind of sitting there trying to figure out what to do. And And the the inquirer reporters lay down the stakes for us. They're like, "We don't got a story unless we get him coming out of here." And I'm like, "Got it." So we get what everybody's here for, which is Hackman and and so we get the end of the show at the end of the night at the birdcage, and and it's just as hot as you would expect. Oh yeah, Hackman. Flawless fish, honey. Flawless fish. <laughs> Hawkman, Hackman. Hawkman. Hawkman is dressed That's up. his drag name. Yeah. I don't know why he didn't go. It's just Gene Hawkman, but it's J-E-A-N. Hawkman. <laughs> Hawkman. Uh, so he's dressed up in dragons. Actually, all of, all of them kind of are, except for Nathan Lane, who's not dressed up. Who's dressed in a tuxedo. But isn't that a kind mm, of drag? He's going full Katie Lang. Constant craving, my friend. And Constant crazy. They make it out of there, and uh, they then we are cut to family. They How cut, appropriate! Mm, mm. Wow. Then they cut to some time later uh, when there's a marriage between Barbara and Val. Boo! Val. Boo! Uh, and it, it, you get a kind of funny moment because both sides of the aisle, like. Uh, uh, it's like the Hatfields and the McCoys. Yeah, They're sort Barbara's, of glaring across. Barbara's side of the aisle is very conservative and, uh, you know, conservatively dressed. And then mm-hmm. we get uh, Val. Boo. The side of the aisle is very uh, kind of flamboyant. And they're all just kind of staring at each right. other. Right. But anyway, they get married and it's credits. Good it's job. great. And there is a weird line where one of the drag queens, one of the, like, the yeah. minor drag queens says, Bob Dole is gorgeous. <laughs> we're like, no. We're like, no. Never been true. There, surely there is some Republican senator you can found that is more attractive <laughs> than Bob Dole. Yeah. Anyone? Not in the 90s. Paul Ryan wasn't around. Strom Thurmond. Aaron Schock wasn't around. <laughs> Strom Thurmond. Just a skull with red hair pasted on top. Well, that's the birdcage. That uh, was it. This was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, there are things to, there are problems to find with it, as expected. But I actually found more, and 
I took more offense to how they treated the character of Albert and the whitewashing of Hank Azaria's character, <laughs> right. which was a little racist. Even and though it was pretty, it was one of the highlights it of was, the movie. He was definitely one of the most. It was it was funny for right. sure, but um, it was definitely playing a Guatemalan stereotype. Yeah, those were more egregious than the full homophobia, but like, and just the sort of the fact that the supposed kind of audience surrogate that we were kind of talking about in Val yeah. was really unsympathetic. The worst. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely has like a Jack McFarland car- uh, like problem, like Will and Grace I've always thought had, which was like, it's still homophobic if you have a gay guy making fun of another gay guy for being gay. It's still... It's that's how homophobia. You, it's kind of how you get away with it, right? Like, exactly, right? Yeah. and and it's very, it's, uh, it's well, it's like how you can say fag and I can't, right? Oh, crap, and it's I how I can beat fags up at bars, right? And did, yeah, for many years of your can life. Can you imagine? I've got noodly forearms. I actually cannot. My arms look <laughs> like try as I might. Meat. <laughs> try as um, I might, I cannot imagine. If that. I tried to beat up a fag these days, those oh, guys no. can bench. I'd be lunch meat. I. Can't beat anyone up. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, there was a lot of just making fun of Albert just because he was the most effeminate gay guy in the room. And a little bit of that for Agador as well, but much yeah. more for Albert. And Albert's, you know, feelings of being mistreated were all justified and the movie didn't seem all that interested in taking them seriously. So that is probably the that is probably my biggest thing with yeah. the movie. There are a lot of great like one liners in the movie which yeah. sort of save it. Right. From being completely... But it is a little depressing just to see how badly Albert gets treated throughout the entire thing. And you can tell that, like, um, Armand, uh, Robin Williams' character, he does he does care and he does love, but, like, he's doing a poor job of But being, you can't care... You can't tell that Val cares about... No, and like, I There's think, all this talk... There, not a lot of talk, but there is some talk about Val. He adores him. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, show me. Show me. Some of that is the writing and some of that is the acting. I feel like that. That, Yeah, that guy could have like gotten that script and been like, I can play up this missing aspect. I could play up how much he adores Albert. But like his demeanor towards Albert is also dismissive the entire time. He doesn't seem that love. The only time he's semi-charming is when he and Barbara are telling their really boring marriage story or engagement story. Yeah. And that's the only time he like shows any sort of personality beyond like, yeah, he just seems like a slouchy. Yeah. Dad, why are you always so gay all the time? Even though I should be used to it. I'm 20 and you've been, you've raised me my entire life. Yeah. You lived above a drag queen nightclub. Right. You, you're not down with this by now. It's It's just weird. It's very weird way to play it. And very, and they play it like he's not, he, listen, I don't have a problem with this, but we just need to impress. But it's like, it seems like you do have a problem with this. Right. Because you're the one like, uh, we don't see any shots of anyone convincing him. This is the plan. Like this is his idea is to like, we need to just convince, we need to go through an elaborate ruse to trick these people. I'm about to join their family. So they're going to find out one day, right. Uh, to trick them into, you know, thinking that you are a heterosexual family. 
That's strange. Like they're like they're just trying to make it through the election, I guess. Right. Is the, is the sort of which is always part. a little bit of a problem with any farce, like any Seinfeld episode. It's like just tell the truth. Yeah. Just tell the That's truth. That's why I could never. Uh, we'll get have to a wa- cell phone and tell the right. truth. <laughs> we'll have to watch this show eventually. But that was always my thing with the Wonder Years. Is just like if you just tell the truth, this whole thing right. is going to be fine. Um. So what do you, what did you think from like the like the proto-gay perspective of like the I don't know having this mean something to you when you were younger and then seeing it it's still I mean it's still a weird bit of history because it's a huge movie in terms of box office yeah Um, and I feel like it is kind of a milestone that it's a big studio movie you know I mean there the first few scenes at the time the first few scenes there are no heterosexual people in it at all the first scenes are Albert Armand and Agador, three A's, triple A, mm. um, all like sitting around talking, and it's it's this very interesting moment where you're like, there are no straight people on on screen. It's sort of like yeah. with Kimmy Schmidt when I watch, and I'm like, there are no straight men in this in the main cast of this show. Yeah, um, but I mean, there and the are, fact that you just said that and I didn't notice shows that like, yeah, get it? You can do whatever you want, <laughs> right? Um, but. There is a part of me that's like I don't want to give it too many like nostalgia like yeah you know okay you you win this round because it was 1996 because the whole point of this show is looking back and saying hey that wasn't that good yeah right um so I mean it's it's a funny movie there are a lot of great one liners politically it's not a great movie but I would yeah. say it was a good movie. Yeah, I with actually, a lot of caveats and asterisks yes, yeah. and footnotes, please see the appendix. But I, I feel like they didn't have, and you can correct me if you disagree here, but like, uh, or speak up if you disagree, you're not going to correct me. But I felt like there was more <laughs> specific homophobia towards Albert's character than there was, I mean, than there was like a general like homophobia, like of... Because the homophobia based towards the fact that Albert and Armand were a couple was, oh, no, certainly, yeah. was coming from well, Val and <laughs> their son, Senator, Senator Keeley. Yeah. Like, not directly until he found out about it, but like, just kind of like, that's where it's in the story as opposed to just like, this movie hates gay people. You know what I mean? Right. You can tell that this was supposed to be a celebration, like, right, in, some, I, yeah. in one way or another, where like the movie believes that first line that that Robin Williams says where he's like I've spent 20 years mm-hmm. you know finding out who I am and I'm not going to change it. Right. I think that honestly is what the movie wants you to get out of this. But sometimes like, there's this subcurrent yeah. of like oh we still have this sort of knee jerk reaction to effeminate men. Yeah, and there's like a, a like an undercurrent of sort of direct you know homophobia towards that one character of Hours more than anyone else. I, I will say this, and it just came to me. I do kind of like that Gene Hackman's character isn't also a villain. He's sort of played as like a lovable idiot. Yeah. Right. Um, which I found charming as well. I guess we never really know how he ends up, if he changed. I assume he sort of changes his mind. He lets, you know, he goes Barbara get, wedding, get yeah. married and he gets in drag and he doesn't like wearing white because he thinks it looks makes him look fat when he. Yeah. Gets in drag. Um, I don't want to be the only girl. I don't want to be the only girl not dancing. Uh, I mean, which is a cute scene, but I mean, yeah, I mean, some of the politics of this movie are troubling, but there is like, 
I do want to give it some, like, it's 1996, you made a big studio gay movie that took the, made an attempt to take the feelings of gay people seriously. Right. But failed in a lot of serious ways. Right, yeah. And there's still, like, the, like the, the idea that this relationship between Armand and Albert could be just as meaningful is sure. still played for laughs a little bit. It is still played for laughs. And I mean, I think, th- I mean, we did watch and we did, I was wrong in the first part of this, the show, they share one peck on the cheek yeah, and they hold hands a few times. But I mean, there is very little like physical affection. Not that I need to see full on penetration guys. Not that I need to see full on penetration. Not that either of us definitely wanted that. <laughs> Not that I kept like checking the extras on the DVD <laughs> to see if there was like we kept, we, a deleted scene <laughs> or something. We didn't something. wait for the end of, end, end of credits. Director's cut. What are yeah. we getting here? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there, there, there's a few moments where I just want to be like, I feel like it could have gone farther and like defended Albert a little bit more yeah. and taken his feelings seriously because I'm or not, had, I'm not a passable, you know, I'm not, I'm not passing. Like if people meet me, they're like, yeah, that gay guy over there. So, I mean, I definitely identify with the Alberts of the world. So, I mean, there is a part of me that's like, Hey, you know, we're not all straight acting. We're not all going to look like Robin Williams right. or Agador. Agador did have a t-shirt that said straight looking, so I'll have to take it at face value. <laughs> um, so th- sometimes I do get frustrated with the, there is an urge. I think it's gone away a little bit. It's not as strong, but I mean, definitely in the mid nineties, there was an urge to lift up straight acting, passing gay guys and still make fun of effeminate gay guys. Right. And it yeah. was troubling. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's something that afflicts the gay community. Afflex? Afflicts you got bent on the brain, my friend. Uh, afflicts the gay community now. Yeah. I mean, there is a uh, cliche on Grinder that you know, hey, no femmes, no fats, no femmes. Yeah. So I mean, it's still a thing. Yeah. People don't want to fuck Albert, and if anyone's a fat femme, it's Albert. Nathan Lane's great, though. I think he's national treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Timon. He's Timon. <laughs> um, okay, so verdict. Yeah, it's a good movie with some wincing. Yeah, I'd say your inner child is not an idiot. Asterisk. But uh, if you your were, inner child is not an idiot, but not exactly progressive either. Uh, everybody, at oh, wait, home, no, what no. do you think? Uh, tell us uh, if you disagree or agree with us. Your inner child is an idiot at gmail dot com. You can find our website. Your inner child is an idiot dot com. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter. Yeah, Instagram ish. We're on there, but we're not very active. Sorry. Uh, Sorry. Twitter, uh, Facebook, and uh, you can follow Damon at Damon Xanth on Twitter. You can find his cool, sometimes uh, updated. I've been on a hiatus. Sorry, but <laughs> it is Drew, DrewfordComic.com. Uh, you can find my music at DJPhillips.com. You can find me on Twitter at DJPhillips. Uh, anything else to add, Damon? No. Uh, you know, Alberts of the World Unite, I guess. Is yeah. that what I'm, I guess I'm leading a fat femme revolution. Is that what I'm here sure. for? Uh, can I be a, a chubby tro ally? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.